Hey, this is Garrett with Rough Stuff Specialties, and today's podcast is number 19. Is that how I started out? How do I normally do it? I think that's about it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And I got Zach here with me. Hey. And it's just us today. So we 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 wanted to do like a 2020 recap. Because it talk, was uh, definitely an interesting year. Yeah, and just talk about talk about the year and kind of share just share as much as we can with everyone. Um, and I thought kind of to start that process, it might be cool to just share like what a standard week actually looks like at Rough Stuff. So I know Zach Zach is like runs operations essentially here. So why don't you go yeah. ahead, Zach? So on any given week, you know, you're just a regular run of the mill, one of the fifty two. Uh, you know, start off Monday, kind of try to play catch up from last week, kind of start signing out what the big main priorities for each department is going to be. Generally managers just working that on out on their own. Um, but then Tuesday we all get together in the morning first thing and we kind of go over everything, just department meeting kind of run through the jam. Uh, and then Wednesday we kind of go over some website development. Sometimes we'll have a production meeting as well. Uh, we'll also have some leadership training that day. It's a pretty busy day as far as meetings go, but all a bunch of good stuff because uh, it just kind of keeps us getting better um, either, you know, through leadership, through uh, kind of figuring out what issues are going on in different departments or different kind of production lines because we don't have just one production line anymore. You know, we got quite a bit going on from the day to day. And then day after that, Thursday, uh, we jump into a product development meeting first thing in the morning kind of go over the issues that with that and kind of where we're at and where we're trying to be and any other time that's not one of those hours we are just going full throttle you know everybody's working pretty hard lately and uh trying to keep up with everything we are doing but yeah, that's kind of how the uh the average rough stuff week runs out yeah and we found that like um like if we skip more than one week or one meeting so come around the week number two like all it's kind of like mayhem like everyone's confused like there's there's a gap in communication so we've been like really disciplined about just like having like these meetings every week regardless of of what's going on gets mad max pretty quickly out here yeah even if it's like comes the following week we just kind of postpone it like we'll we'll run the tuesday meeting to wednesday just to make sure we're all on the same page and and getting the job done so you know things like holidays other junk like that throw a big wrench in it but it's worth you know coming together and making sure we make that time to just at least touch base for 15, 20 minutes, make sure everybody's, you know, on the same page. So we're not wasting each other's time doing different stuff. You know, it's all about working together. So 2020, um, I mean, how'd that start out for you, Zach? Started out pretty normal. (laughs) uh, Wish it stayed that normal, but yeah, I mean, we kind of, that was the, really the beginning of January is when we were kind of talking more seriously about investing in some more equipment and kind of, you know, what's our, what's our kind of dream goal for the year, you know, and one of the big ones was picking up a laser cutter, fiber optic laser cutter. And, uh, yeah, from there we were just kind of putting plans together. I think was that when we had the ST 15 or had we had got it the month before? I can't remember if we got it in December but I know we st- it started like operating January. So gotcha. normally we, we, it seems like year end is like pretty common for yeah. tools and stuff. So good time to get stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good prices and whatnot. So yeah, but that was, uh, for the ST, that was an ST 15. Yeah. Haas. The big chuck. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a two and a half inch through bore, I think on that one. So we can, uh, just run some bigger components on there. Um, yeah. And the laser was like, I remember that just being like headache cause we were told by one company that it, you know, we needed, like something like 500 amps to like a it. ridiculous peak number. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. the minimum. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we're like looking at like power upgrades, we're like how the heck are we going to do this thing? Yeah. And pg e is not like doing well right now. So yeah. it's, you know, hard to get them to get any balls rolling. You know? Yeah. It's expensive to do a power upgrade too. If anyone knows about that. So that, that, that put us at a big standstill. Um, and then, I think a lot of January is also like prepping for King of the Hammers. So like at the beginning of the year and December as well. So we're yeah. just like prepping, prepping, prepping. And then we, our King of the Hammers is like a, a big event for us. And that's yeah. in February and like a, it's going on right now actually while we're exactly. recording this. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, you know, we'll start middle of December, really starting, you know, getting our shit together on that and just packing and prepping and getting trailers loaded and, in a perfect world, we got two weeks. The trailer's loaded. We're good to go. We dump the food in a few days before and take off, you know. And I actually missed 
2020 King of the Hammers because I had a, a newborn. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually didn't get to experience. Even super young. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I remember you saying how how just badass everyone did that year. Yeah, the so. team was killing it. That's for sure. Um, and uh, yeah. Anybody that's been to KOH knows whether you're working a booth or you're a spectator or you are a racer, it is a team sport. That is for sure. And yeah, the boys all really came along and made stuff happen. You know, it's pretty cool to have pretty much almost everything ready to go about two weeks ahead of schedule. And for those of you actually who don't know who are listening, like for King of the Hammers for us, like we don't go, we're not there racing. Uh, we go, we, we have, um, some companies that, that like Lincoln electric that have sponsored us and helped yeah. us out. And, and, uh, Zach, Zach can probably vouch for the other ones, but the, um, we go down there and we bring a bunch of Lincoln welding gear and we do free repairs on racers, on spectators and whoever. And we don't, we don't charge anything for that. Yeah. Rangers, police yeah. officers, random volunteers that, you know, had a hard time getting out to a remote pit or something. Yeah. that's been it's been uh, challenging, but it's like getting, it gets better every year because we just get more organized and we figure stuff out more. Exactly. There's tons of companies that like team up with us, like rugged radios and, and, yeah. uh, you know, we got like race Raceline. wheels. Yeah. yeah. They've always really had our backs out there and, you know, Lincoln electric, just the welding equipment alone is huge. What they provide for us. I mean, we couldn't do, we can do any of that without the welding equipment. Yeah, I know. But yeah. then even last year, just consumables, you know, even down to like yeah. tips, to hoods, well, to the gloves, hoods, yeah. anything, all the gear, it's thousands of dollars a year. They send Safe, us safety equipment. And, yeah. Yeah. And just spectacular support from yeah. them. And rugged gives us like radios for the, for, so we can communicate. We got yeah. Milestar tires too. Yeah. That they, was a big one. So that was a new one this year. Yeah. yeah. We got Milestar, uh, which they got the trucks decked out. They got the big, uh, work flatbed trailer, which if you ever, if you ever broke your rig KOH, you come to rough stuff for some help. You probably worked off that trailer. It's a big flat deck all four of the uh, 305 Lincolns on there. And that's the kind of main uh, work area. Yeah, and they got them all decked out. And then this year, I'm sorry, 2020, we also had DeWalt sign on with us, which is pretty sweet. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah that was dope. That, I mean, that was just awesome. <laughs> when I heard that was going on, I'm like, really? Like, how did, how did, how did we get a hold of that? No, I really didn't yeah. think it was going to work. <laughs> yeah, but just, yeah, random guy. I think I uh, found his, uh, somehow got his email from LinkedIn or something after some stalking and gawking and just oh, you, trying you to find it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Know. Nice guy. Nathaniel helped me out and, uh, yeah, a ton of impacts, ton of big drills. Um, give us like a cooler, some tool chests, all kinds of different gear. It's like a Bluetooth impact or something, right? You're like, that's like right. It, yeah. 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 If you're like walk away beyond a certain distance, it'll turn it off and it will never work. <laughs> <laughs> so don't leave your phone uh, too far from your impact. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You also turn it off when people are just randomly using it. It's pretty funny. That's funny. But yeah, yeah, it was a really good team effort out there. And it's probably our best year organizationally wise, because it can be, you know, KOH can be a total shit show. And we have had many rough stuff KOH shit shows <laughs> like again and again and again. But this year, or I'm sorry, 2020, we killed it. And uh, yeah, team came together. We were organized. Uh, things were delegated quickly and we were on just on it, man. Just absolutely on it. That's cool. But then, yeah, pretty much right as soon as we got back from that, start hearing rumors of this uh, this new thing going around COVID. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounded like it sucked, but just didn't figure it would affect us at all at that point. Yeah, I, mean, I remember like having conversations about it. I was like, man, like we're good. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's just, you know, like everyone, you know, it's just a blue. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it kept, obviously, you know, everyone, I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing about COVID. So you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, all of a sudden it was, uh, went from nothing to just something that's annoying in the news. You're like, cool, yeah. whatever, whatever. I don't care what's going on over there, whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, March kind of came around and, uh, yeah, it kind of became a little bit more real. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you start hearing about it in California, shit like that. And were the shutdowns in March or April? Uh, I think it was end of March. Was I looked it, it up earlier today because okay. the week it got shut down, I got snowed in at my house. <laughs> and wasn't able to leave my house for like six or seven days. So you're, you're, you're locked. I was, locked I was frozen in. Yeah. We got like two and a half, <laughs> like two and a half feet of snow in like probably 40 hours, man. It was just, I think I remember that. Yeah. Just a mess. And yeah, just run off generators and yeah. Having, uh, having fun in the snow for as much as it was fun. That's for sure. I think at that point we just did like the normal, the normal stuff you know, as far as like social distancing and it's like everyone, um, yeah, I just try to do whatever we had to, to kind of, you know, not get attention pretty much and be able to keep operating without a hiccup. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that was you know the big goal is not to have anything force us to get shut down yeah and when the when the governor shut everything down it was kind of kind of like what do you do you know there wasn't a lot of guidance or clear anything and it was kind of a you know, kind of, it seemed like every company at least was kind of left to their own, figure mm-hmm. out if they could even legally operate, you know? Yeah. It's I'm, kind I of ridiculous. Both of us were scrambling just to make sure, like we were looking at how it was going to affect rough stuff and, and yeah. we wanted to make sure that we could still employ everyone here, right? Yeah. And make sure we weren't going to uh, re- reduce in sales volume. So we're scrambling, like looking for other avenues, looking for ways to pivot yeah. and uh, trying to be more maneuverable and yeah. Look, get ahead of the curve a little bit versus just waiting to see what happens, right? Yeah, because that could have got real. Yeah, luckily we never had to hit that worst case scenario. Yeah, I was also personally really frustrated because I just kind of got back into being healthy and fitness <laughs> yeah, and working out. out, and then my gym closed down, and yeah, that was super annoying. <laughs> yeah, same with like I think my gym closed down for like a very short time. I just cowboyed through it. Yeah, but then like ju- like jujitsu definitely closed down like like multiple times, you know. Yeah, and uh, which is obvious because they're you know combat you're, sports. You're just like face to face. I mean, there's no like <laughs> drinking sweat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, yeah, and you know, kind of by that time we started looking at, like Garrett said more contingency plans and kind of like worst case scenarios and yeah, kind of a kind of a weird month. But you know, it's crazy too because as we're kind of like preparing for the worst we kind of started getting more busy. We kind of started wondering like why, and it seemed kind of more than anything that people are at home and they got time to work on stuff. Finally, you know, they got (laughs) time to hang out with their kids and do some project or something. And, uh, stimulus checks too. probably stimulus checks. Yeah. I mean, that was probably going out about then. Right. Yeah, I I mean, so like pretty early on, like April, April, maybe maybe something like that. yeah. Yeah. And yeah, kind of not what I was expecting. Yeah. And then also early on, like we obviously as a company, you have to start looking at like compl- compliance issues. So we're looking at, uh, we're like, we're, Mallory and I were like watching webinars, like looking at how, like how the HR rules are changing. Cause yeah. there's all kinds of like, uh, what's that thing where you can't talk about HIPAA. Um, HIPAA yeah. Like all the yeah. HIPAA stuff. Like, so we're like, okay, how do we deal with that? If someone's sick can we tell everyone, can we not tell everyone? How do we deal? You know? So it's just yeah. like, you're supposed to tell me about everybody, but you can't tell them who, yeah. but <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was crazy too. Cause like, you know, it's still going on now, but especially then it was different information from every source. Yeah. State had some County had something different. CDC had something different. It's like, who do we listen to? Who's going to enforce yeah. it? Right. Who's going to come after <laughs> us? Yeah. <laughs> Who do we got to keep off our backs and keep yeah. be able to continue operating with everybody getting, uh, you know, staying employed and whatnot. Totally. But yeah, all of a sudden we started getting way busy and, uh, you know, spring is a busy season for four wheel drive companies. That's for sure. You know, everybody's kind of gearing up for summer, good times and whatnot and planning out their last minute stuff to, you know, go have a sweet wheeling season, but it was more than ever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately for us, while a lot of other companies were having to shut down and restaurant industry was just screwed and, you know, kind of hardships across a lot of other industries. We, we picked up like four or five employees, or no, I'm sorry, three employees, mm. you know, in about two weeks. Yeah. And yeah, yeah kind of fortunate because we, we needed the help right away and there's people ready to go. And yeah, I think like, like what, like Liam and Cassie and Tom, Andrew like and uh, those yeah. were, those were in the summer, I think. But yeah, first we got Andrew and Christina and uh, Mikey. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the first three. And then we got those others. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, in like a month and a half, it's like six people thrown in real quick. <laughs> well, other companies are, you know, having a hard time. Yeah. Keeping one person on is pretty fortunate in that, you know, because totally. it could have been, ah, oh, man, it could have been so shitty. It can go any direction. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, there's a lot of people. I know a lot of people have had a hard time. I know a lot of people have had to shut down their businesses. They've been running for 25 years, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of older folks that have been in in a certain, certain niche industry for 40 years of their life. And it's gone now, you know, like my favorite steakhouse back home is gone now. Yeah. And they just don't know when they can open again, you know? Yeah. I think I've been hearing stories like that. Even like you go down like to like New York city and it's just like all the businesses are just gone. Fuck. That's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, then, you know, kind of right before summer, I guess like May, we were just getting crazy busy. I mean, it was crazy busy. And that's when we were really starting to consider like, all right, well, we got to get some more equipment going because we are not going to be able to keep up with any of our production goals, really, you know? Mm -hmm. So at that point, everything was just ramping so hard that, I mean, we could not get stuff built fast enough to get out the door, you know, and... 
that's the whole goal. Make people not have to wait, get good gear in people's hands yeah. so they can go have a good time, yep. you know? Yeah. And so that was, uh, that was just like the discussion part of it, right? Like we were doing, we were just discussing stuff like mid, what, like April, May ish. And then, yeah. When did we actually start pulling, pulling the trigger? Well, I think it was about May when we were kind of figuring out what we really needed electrical wise. That's you right. Know, which yeah. was not the 500 was amps. Yeah. Or, yeah. We yeah, started shopping around ridiculous. talking to different companies and like, no, Hey, this thing is like a hundred amps at 480 volts. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was like peak. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, whenever we just scenario. full throttle peaking. Yeah. You know, and that's all the equipment. That's like the, you know, that was like for a laser, for a chiller, for the dust collector. Yeah, so the whole nine yard and air system too, right? Uh, the air now air oh, is separate. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we, yeah. So, but yeah, kind of got more of a green light as far as moving forward on that project. Which that you know, if you ever if you ever bought a house, it's kind of like that. It's a big <laughs> project, you know. It's a it's Definitely. it's a stressful project, but yeah, all of a sudden it became more and more clear that we had to move forward on this if we were going to be able to keep up and kind of you know, hit the year goals that we set for ourselves and what we we're trying to do. And then at the same time, kind of ensure that we'll be able to provide more jobs and kind of keep the system flowing here. People will be able to move up and kind of, you know, increase their way of life and build in, you know, have a better home life by being able to have a, you know, more valuable job. Yeah. 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 We increased, increased the lead time speed. Um, yeah. Employment. I yeah. mean, we're just, yeah, again, and then also just continuing to make, make, make sure everything is made here in the U S as much as we can. Right. And so yeah. that's like the ultimate. And goal. that was also, you know, we'd got that ST 15 Haas lathe uh, at the beginning of the year. And all of a sudden, you know, halfway through that year, we're starting to realize like, this is still not enough. Yeah. You know, I remember all of a sudden counting it up. We're like, man, we're like almost 40 feet of bar a day. And that's everything a dude's got, you know, just switching bars all day long. And that's when we kind of started exploring. Do we get in the lathe? Do we get a bar feeders? Bar feeders yeah. Do we get two bar feeders? Do we buy two lays and two bar feeders? Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, we kind of started looking into like, let's get a, let's just get some super legit kick-ass bar feeders, see what we can do. And yeah. kind of started looking for those. I know you were really shopping around for that and trying to figure out what we really, really needed. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what was, what's available. You know, I'm not like, everything's like a learning process. No matter where we go, like if we're, if we're, yeah, I think we did like a, you know, a big website change, obviously. And then we're looking at ship, like you look at shipping software or, some, or shipping fulfillment software. Like we, we're not like, you're not like a specialist, like in every single thing. So you have to start researching. And so yeah. I'm looking at bar feeders and we're finding, you know, there's, there's like four foot, there's six foot, there's 12 foot. And I'm like, okay, what's the cost? What's the benefit? And actually it's super cool. Like I like to dive into this a little bit, but the, the Haas bar feeders are actually, I think technically it's like a called like a bar loader. It says bar yeah. feeder on it, but it's just a loader. So it replaces like the human being and it just loads the material into the machine instead of the human. What's so it hold like a four foot 10 or 12? Oh, it depends. Well, it's a, uh, it depends on the diameter of the, of the bar, gotcha. but it's like two feet or something like that of length. So, you know, if it was Quite one, bit, it's yeah. like, yeah, if it's looking like at 24 ones, one yeah. inch pieces. Right. So, um, that one is super cool. So you can just, you can just load it and, uh, and go right and then we're looking at this other brand that is a 12 foot piece so we can have less drops of stainless yeah the patriot the patriot edge or edge patriot 551 mm. and uh super cool it's, i think it's i think it's made out of um made in like chicago i believe yeah and uh it's really unique where it runs a full 12 foot bar. So instead of having like a, a four foot bar inside the lathe with, and instead of a lathe, there's a liner to keep the, the bar from like roping around. Well, on like on our, like on our ST 15 with the bar loader, well with the bar feeder, since it's 12 feet, like you don't, you need to, there needs to be some sort of a liner or some that sort thing's of thing. going to be lassoing around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So getting terrifyingly crazy. I really didn't like figure out how this thing worked until I started talking to the salesman and also until like it got here. Like, we're like, oh, this is super cool. It has like a tailstock. So there's like this collet that grabs the end of the material and that holds the end from like whipping around. And then as it's feeding into the machine, there's uh, there's like a there's like these what are they called? Like these plastic red clamps that like clamp around the the tube or it's the bar like stock. a race that like kind of comes in. Yeah, it's like a like a yeah like a way or whatever. And uh and then there's oil that pumps into that valley where the bar is at, and that keeps that helps keep the vibration down because it has like surface tension on it. So yeah. if there's like a little bit of imbalance, it'll it'll keep it kind of dampens that out. Exactly, yeah, and try and keep it centered. And so it can run 
I think the uh, I think it can run anywhere from like a three eighths bar all the way up to a two inch. I believe on that on that item, and the collet is super cool. So the collet is like a tailstock, and yeah, it keeps from whipping around. And then and then when it's done, it pulls the the last little like two or three inches that you couldn't machine all the way back, and then drops it into a bin for you. So it's like not dropping it into the into the cut uh, cut area, which is super cool. Love it. So yeah, that thing's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, and during all that time too, we're doing little upgrades around the facilities, you know, started, uh, working on a big project upgrading the website, which like, you know, if you've been shopping with rough stuff for a while, there's been some pretty bad websites in the past and now <laughs> it's a lot better. looks, you know, it's a modern looking website. You know, I know you were working on phone system upgrades, all that. And yeah, our phone system meeting with wave a couple times, trying to figure out exactly what we're trying to get out of that. And yeah, it was hectic. Our phone system became lot, essentially yeah. obsolete or not non-supported. So I'm like, okay what happens if it's non-supported and it goes down we're we don't have phones pretty much know? sol so yeah. we're like okay crap better start doing this fast and then even switching up payment process just little little business stuff you know you yeah. gotta do to kind of make it work day to day definitely yeah that was cool about june my gym back uh, or opened back up so i was stoked on that that was definitely uh much needed but yeah, yeah you know kind of kind of due to more personnel better practices whatnot we started dialing our lead times a little better and, you know, just really getting our production capability up, you know, because definitely not you just definitely not a situation where you hire people and it's just turnkey. You're rocking, you know, a lot of training, a lot of kind of building towards goals and just kind of start coming right? around like you're making mistakes. OK, how do we solve this problem, yeah. et cetera? Why is this not working? What do we got to do? Yeah. And then, yeah, so we decided to looking at a couple different lasers. We decided to uh, go with the, or at least start doing demos, you know, with the, with Bystronic and they have like a, a laser called the Bystar. Um, and we're, we're, uh, so yeah, we, we, we demoed that like via what was it, like zoom or something like that. Right. Like, and, and, uh, they cut out some stuff for us, cut out some diff covers and then they actually <clears throat> took us to some local uh, shops that actually had the lasers, which was really cool. Cause it's nice to actually talk to customers that have like real, uh, real experience on it. You know, they're actually doing this every day. Yeah. And that was pretty cool going down to, you know, one of our vendors that we actually still work with, uh, Excelsior. And that was awesome getting a tour of that facility. Yeah. Cause that is, you know, wh- where we want to be one day as far as capability. Those guys are killing it down there. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the, the other shop we went to was like central cal or something like yeah central metals and they just do like laser cutting and bending and that's it like, yeah and like no welding nothing but the the story they had was really cool because they they were oh, like at one point like the biggest like laser shop in california they had like 29 co2 lasers that's 32 they said oh, 32 yeah Holy cow. so they went from that and they bought their they bought a, like a bistronic laser i forget what size they got but it was a fiber optic one yeah i think it was the biggest one at the time i think it was like a maybe a six or a five or something like yeah so they went from 32 down to three fibers for the essentially and they're, and they're doing more probably more production than they were yeah. years ago right and they started buying the you know they started with one with the auto tower full automation suite you know so it's the badass robot system where it's loading sheets pulling sheets it's doing it all and that guy tom was telling us that they were able to take on so much more work that they didn't buy into more just insane man just insane yeah. you know what technology can do just even over the span of i mean what like 15 20 years of technology improvements yeah. boom it's yeah just fibers like, didn't come out until like 2006 or 7 or i think so yeah in the mid 2000s maybe like yeah and uh yeah that place was cool they had some really cool really cool equipment really cool automation yeah showed us some cool practices too as far as like you know what we need to do to scale up organizationally wise and just yeah. the flow of product you know because that's a big thing it's if you got a million carts going every which way all day, they're just going to start crashing. Yeah. we got to ask them like, Hey, what are, the, what are some of the headaches you've dealt with? Um, et cetera, just so we can try and be a little bit more, a little bit more prepped, um, to make sure we're not like having those same, those same problems. Um, and obviously I guess the only thing you could really go wrong with a laser is you crash it, right? Yeah. It hits a piece of metal. So that was like just nest things this way, try and program it this way. So you're not slow and go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really, really, really beneficial to us. Definitely and, opened some eyes as far yeah. as like, all right, this is, you know, something we can obtain, something we can do and we can do it really well, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think like somewhat midway through the year there too, we started that, 
uh, sales office remodel or Ryan, oh, yeah. Ryan was like really the one, like the one that was like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And, and this is what we're doing. And just freaking organize the whole thing. Yeah. And, he made it happen man. and executed it. Yeah. He's did, I mean, ton of work. So we knocked what we knocked out and a wall and, and put it on a new wall and created two offices. Now so we used to have a break room. It was like a break room office sales office. Yeah. Now we turn the break room into two offices and then went just a bigger sales office. Yeah. And that break room had become completely obsolete, you know? Yeah. It yeah. was, I mean, we built that, what, like six, seven years ago? I think when we moved, like when we moved in, so it was yeah. like 2013 or, yeah. was it 2013? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that was to fit, you know, maybe 15, 16 people Dang, compared to, you know, 45. I feel like that's crazy we've been here that long, actually. It is crazy. Location. But yeah, so that was a cool project looking uh, way better and you know the goal especially after all this covid stuff you know chills out or whatever it's able to have a legit showroom so people come in check out products demo other products that you might not be able to touch and feel in person you know such as like decked or you know fox or arb products things like that you know stuff you might not be able to just actually check out how something functions without having to buy it and then be able to have a full suite of all the rough stuff gear you know and kind of put your hands on stuff something and you know really decide based on experience before you buy. Yeah. I think at this point we're still looking for trying to figure out what we're going to do for power. And then like, the, so the complex we're on, we're, we're, we're renting uh, from a family that's been here for like generations pretty much. And they used to manufacture like these portable, those portable buildings you always see like at schools and whatnot. <clears throat> and they stopped doing business in like 2006, but they've, they've been pretty well off. So then they started renting to us and now the place is pretty much full. And they built like brand new building. So we, we got lucky and jumped into that thing and that had the power we needed to run the laser and move a couple of lathes over, press break, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got, we got lucky with that, with that building and we're able to stay on site with our laser cause we we're looking at, okay, maybe we can rent a facility off site and run our production, like run our manufacturing at that facility and then stock, you know, the shipping facility here at, at the current uh, location. It would have been such a nightmare. Yeah. We'd have to like hire a driver and, you yeah. know, and just like it's just there'd be one guy making trips all day long you know yeah and you see like even like as like a group of people like me like like i was talking earlier about like having meetings weekly and how important it is because like we need to stay like once you spread people too far apart like you lose that connection like you lose communication so imagine like us moving our facility even, somewhere else even two miles away man yeah. it would be awful it's like, compared to you know 150 yards away yeah they'd like show up and be like you know employees would probably never meet these other employees and exactly. it's like who's this guy like, yeah so it's great we are able to stay on the same same uh, same location here. Yeah, that and was that really worked out with that space being opened up and you know us being able to work the power in there and be able to run air and all that and yeah. <clears throat> and then I I was actually supposed to go. I was I'm still bummed about this, but I was supposed to go to a jujitsu camp. Oh, out in Maine, huh? in Maine, yeah, in August, and uh, that got canceled because of COVID. So, but yeah, I'm like. I, so I actually, the nice thing is they just rolled it over the next year. If it happens this year, we'll see, but yeah, that's cool. I hope so. Yeah. But, uh, I'm stoked about that. There's just a ton of people. It's like a, it's like a summer camp. It's like on a lake kayaking and whatever, just jujitsu, big kid summer <laughs> camp, man, grap wrestling, grappling and, and lobster water, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, and then with, after the website, we're looking at, uh, like upgrade we're looking at like, um, you know, more shipping fulfillment, just upgrading the current system to something else that works better. Yeah. Cause that, you know, what we've been using all of a sudden has kind of become an obsolete and not just, you know, on the cutting edge of what we needed. Yeah. And with our transition on our ERP system as well, that we've been working on for a while, we kind of need something a little bit more sophisticated, more integratable and whatnot. Yeah. And we're, we're also pushing to like the cloud and our current system is locally hosted like on a yeah. server here. So, um, so it just changes things up a little bit and makes it easier to have something on the cloud that integrates with a, with like a, a cloud ERP system too. Yeah. I mean, that was like about August and that's, that's actually when we kind of started really starting to prep even for black Friday sales yeah. event, you know, cause yeah. a lot of people think, Oh, it's black Friday. It's like one week, but I mean, it is like four or five months <laughs> yeah. of getting it after it and making it happen. Make sure you we know? have enough inventory and, and et cetera. Yeah. Right? I mean, cause otherwise you're pulling your hair out, just having a bad time marketing. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. What's the battle plan for this whole event? Yeah. And, you know, right after that, man, uh, you know, that sales, uh, sales office was getting just about wrapped up and, uh, we went ahead and pulled the trigger on that laser, mm -hmm. the big bistronic unit. 
I think it was like when, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we're. I think we we're just confirming power. That took a little bit of time, just getting like electricians that was the in biggest here. Hiccup, really. Before we're like we, like they, we, we knew the building had enough power, but we're like, hey, I, before I spend a bunch of money and get this thing shipped here, <laughs> yeah. can someone come out here and tell me I'm right? Show me what's yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so that was freaking awesome. Yeah, um, that was a yeah big check, but pretty cool one. Yeah, a lot of people think I think think we've had like a laser since like day one. Yeah, we're just really good at making shit work. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been a good choice i believe um because when you're starting out you don't want a lot of overhead because yeah. you make when you make a mistake it's it's drastic but like um when you can when we can change the quantities that we order to to adjust like the cash flow that's super important so yeah. like if you're starting out as like a new company like that's it's it's more expensive you know because you're buying the you're you're buying the components at a higher rate because the people that have that laser are making a profit off you yeah um but it makes it makes sense as a uh, starting up, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, especially as, you know, growing a lot, you got to really invest in your people and yeah, cause you don't have anything without your people. Yeah. The co- they run the company. Right. I mean, yeah. like there's, everyone has like a role, but like you and I can't be doing everything right. No, we try to, but we can't do it yeah. all. <laughs> at least not all at the same time, but yeah. So yeah, it's not like kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of hard, but you got to make those priorities, what you, what you got to do first versus what you want to do first, you know? But that's just how it goes. Uh, and then, yeah, pretty much as soon as pulled the trigger on that laser flew, who was it? Wyatt and Caleb out yeah. of Chicago. Yep. And they got trained up right in the Biostronic facilities, which if you ever get the chance, go to the Biostronic facilities in Schaumburg, uh, Chicago. Yeah. It's spectacular. Just amazing what they have there. The automation, just the technology is unbelievable. Yeah, it's so cool. They even have like a like so they have like a like the showroom floor, and they have like a floor that uh, has like a lasers that are like shipping out and also getting refurbished yeah. too. Because the they, refurb they, program sounded pretty sweet. Yeah, the refurb was awesome. Yeah, and like I didn't didn't even know about that until we got there. Actually, which I know. Is crazy. I mean, so, how do they not push that? It's yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. After that, feedback from the guys working with the Biostronic team on figuring out exactly what we really did need. It was a no brainer on what we we're going to go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And they do, they do the training they did out there was, was like operator training. So they have, there's like a, there's software to program lasers and, uh, and then there's, um, the operator training. So I think like, a most facilities or some facilities you, you might have a person that just sits in the office and is programming like purchase, purchase orders that come in. Right. And they send that out to the shop floor. And then you have your operator that, actually cuts those POs and, and, uh, and makes it happen. But, um, but our guys are just doing both cause they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got to make it work right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, uh, Wyatt and Caleb are actually, you know, the hands-on side of the R and D team, you know? So it's like R and D and production. Yeah. Thing. It's kind of shifted, you know, which has definitely in a way taken, you know, a step out of our new product production, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's hard to, it's hard to keep doing new stuff when you're kind of in a way reinventing all your old products, you know, making them files that you can cut and you can make them perfect dialing in what tips, you know, flows, uh, you know, even type of gas that you're going to use per part is totally, you know, different when you're shooting, you know, 16 gauge versus half inch, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of learning curves, man, but guys are getting it dialed in beautiful cuts, low draws, just looking good and quick, quick too, man. And that's the thing that Bystronic software is like, it's like using an, you know, the actual operator interface is like using an iPad, you know? Yeah. My yeah. niece could use it's it. It's like a Tesla like screen, right? Yeah. Like it looks like, the, screen yeah, there. exactly. And then even the nesting software is super sophisticated. So because of that, we were able to kind of, kind of really accelerate faster, honestly, than I was expecting. Yeah. You know, we kind of, we did some big jumps pretty quick as far as capability and production level. And instead of a slow ramp up, we pretty much dived in like a tsunami. There's a couple of cool things about that laser actually that, that I should talk about, I believe is, uh, the, the one, like one of the things that really sold me too, was like the, the breakaway tip. So when yeah. you, when you, when you crash, not if it's like when you crash you the will. machine, <laughs> you will crash that yeah. machine. They actually told me the other day, like, Hey, we finally used a breakaway tip the other day. <laughs> so this breakaway tip, when, uh, when, uh, when you're cutting, when you're cutting the sheet metal and a, and a part flips up and, and the laser head traverses over it it's gonna hit it it's gonna crash and uh they engineered this uh it's like a nozzle or tip that holds the the cutting tip i guess and when it when it hits it it's designed to break away instead of damage more parts or push the sheet around or whatever so they even give you a little tool to 
it's like a little easy out that pulls the, pulls the, in, the broken piece out. You put the new thing in, uh, there's like a, there's self alignment. And then the funny thing actually is to like align it there. I thought they were joking when they came back from training, but they said, yeah, like I said, what happens when you crash like really bad and the, and the head moves and, and it's out of alignment and whatever. And he's like, Oh, this, you, you do a tape shot and blah, blah. I'm like, well, what's a tape shot? And he's like, Oh, you put a piece of tape over the, uh, over the, like the laser so head back. Yeah. No. So it cuts, it, it, it burns a hole through and you can see, you, oh, and, you hold a, I see. and you hold a mirror up to see where it burned through and to see if it's aligned. I'm like, really? That's it. That's like, the, <laughs> that's the sophistication. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's just super basic. And, um, but this one, since the breakaway tip, this is designed to break away. They said they just did like, it's called like a self alignment and it, it self aligned cause it's, it was, it barely moved and they're good to go. Like yeah. they're back up and running quick. And then the head actually is super cool too. Cause it, um, apparently on most lasers you have to change. There's like focal lengths and whatnot for different materials that you're cutting and, yeah. and, and you have to change these lenses out. And this one is, is a, the head on this is like a telescoping, uh, yeah. head. So it's like a telescope where it, it, instead of changing the lenses or mirrors or whatever, it just telescopes it out and changes it for you. Yeah. yeah. It does it automatically. So it saves a bunch of time and, and, and materials too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a kick-ass machine. If you're, uh, in the market for buying a laser and you're not sure, give us a call and we'll tell you which one to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and then, you know, kind of fall starts coming around, right. And, uh, we started up a new leadership training program in house, kind of getting people, uh, getting people tuned up, you know, to where we all need to be, to be able to move forward, uh, as a, as a group, you know, cause you can have one or two people trying to push the right thing or push the right culture. But if the whole team's on board, it's just a moot point. Yeah. And when we started this, I remember talking with Zach and we're like, man, like the, we train for everything else here. Like if you go, yeah. if you go in sales, you're going to be trained. If you go in shipping, you're going to be trained how to pack a box and whatever you own the welding, you're going to be trained on how we do our products, but we never did any leadership training at all. And yeah. we had leaders here and we're like, dude, we need to do this. And at that point, you know, everybody just like anything is just kind of making it work, you yeah. know, learning on the fly, which is a great way to learn, but yeah. it's nice to have a little backing. Yeah. And we've, we've all been learning on the fly. And so, and also it's like a confidence thing. Like, are we qualified to like train leaders, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's also our job, right? That's what yeah. we've been doing like indirectly for years. Um, but the nice thing about teaching and training is like, you get better on your own. You like now we're like, you know, we're prepping every week for these, for these meetings and we're studying stuff on our own. So like yeah. the more you learn and then try and explain it to someone, you learn like where, like where you're lacking into as far as communication skills and, and, um, just explaining things really. Yeah. Be humble or be humbled. Yeah. That's for sure, man. So that's been cool. Um, and it's been paying off, you know, it's, uh, you know, you get, you get people from multiple different aspects, you know, not just like the, you know, eight managers that run the eight different kind of groups, but you know, they're kind of number twos or sometimes even they're number threes. Uh, you know, some people kind of co-lead a department and, uh, yeah, getting all those guys in there really helps or guys and gals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we just, we just started doing, um, transferring because Zach and I were like leading these, 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 uh, training sessions and we just transitioned over to having, uh, some of the, um, like department heads or managers or anyone in the meeting actually is, can run like a, a meeting of their choice. And yeah. so we go over with them beforehand and they, we've had two now like that and they've, uh, they're super awesome. Like yeah. better than like, like I'm surprised, like I actually like, I'm totally surprised. I'm, I'm like, blown away, man. I'm like, they're better. Killing I'm it. actually like humbled because I'm, they're better than mine. Right. Yeah. They're just better presenters and good, good info. And I, I was genuinely like learning from each one too. So that was really cool. Yeah. It's been a good, been a good program, man. It's uh it's definitely different. And on paper, you know, you think it'd be like, what do you mean? We're going to take 30 minutes in the middle of the work week to go do this and just yeah. talk to each other. Like we are busy. It's jam time. You know, we're shipping, we're welding, we're machine, we're doing this, doing that, but it's worth it. You know, it's always worth it every time. And hell, I learn something every week. So totally I'm sure is. I'm hoping other people learn stuff too, because it seems to be beneficial. You know, you see a little improvements, you see people start using these, you know, kind of lessons that we talk over and stuff. And it, uh, it's for the betterment of the company and betterment of themselves. So it's cool. Yeah. I'm into it. And then, uh, yeah, about October, that's when the laser came. <laughs> that was crazy. Just like, our, uh, in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cross country gets brought over and, uh, ready to roll. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what, probably about a week and a half, two weeks of, uh, getting installed. 
well assembled and then we realized we put it in the wrong configuration yeah, that's what, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah oh, we, was when, a, when, was when we bought it we're like hey can 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 we put this in like this configuration They're like oh yeah sure but you have to order it that way we didn't know that yeah so, so we, we just were like yeah we'll take that one yeah take that one it's like the standard version so we put it like one into the shop and then when the when the tech gets here he's like hey this thing's this is backwards this is backwards yeah. the power's in the wrong spot we're like you really dummies. and this thing's like eleven thousand pounds yeah. and we're like oh crap it's huge so we were trying to do that the same day the tech's just sitting here waiting for us and yeah cost money so you know we ended up uh just it took us like all day because we're like trying to figure out how to move this thing but luckily like i mentioned before the, the the people that own the property here have these big casters for moving those portable buildings around yeah so Heavy equipment all ages yeah. massive so absolutely like, massive yeah these it's like a giant beam with these huge wheels on it so we we lifted the laser up and blocked it and like lit you know would block it one one corner at a time just going around with one forklift a big enough forklift like an eight thousand pound lift and and then we uh were able to get the wheels under it and then use the forklift to to steer it from the other end and and turned it around <laughs> i had to walk away man it yeah. was it stressed me out watching that big old expensive thing get shuffled around just inch forward inch back inch forward inch back yeah, yeah that was a tough one so that yeah and then uh then our man uh stacy from bisonic just spent what the next week and a half installing that sucker and wiring it together and yeah something like that I don't remember ten thousand wires later he was done and we started doing test cuts yeah started getting that sucker moving yeah that was quick and you know that was kind of perfect timing because it was like serious you know crunch time for black friday mm-hmm. and uh yeah our lead, know, like we figured out like if we if we actually didn't have that that month our customers like would have suffered like yeah. for sure because we didn't have like the inventory like our normally when you're ordering stuff from other vendors it's at least two weeks yeah minimum maybe three yeah and so like if, if our inventory is like not on point like our inventory counts are not on point that means we're now two weeks behind like we ran out of stock customers might be waiting two weeks but now totally we turn it down to like two three days or same day sometimes yeah and it just saved our butts you know because we obviously it kind of came down we do it now or we do it uh in 2021 you know because we would not have the free time to do it with all the black friday all the christmas kind of time because it's a busy time of the year at the end of the year yeah and so it was definitely like a a do or die kind of situation that we made the brack call on and yeah i mean the entire company is just going on all cylinders everybody full throttle bunch of overtime people going every hour of the day we're kicking ass the rest of but yeah then we we're kind of you know just trying to figure out how this covid stuff is going to affect everything you know how it kind of kept spiraling out of control it'd get better it'd get worse whatever yeah there's a, there a bunch of spikes obviously during the holiday season i think yeah. we actually had like i think we had like five or six people out at one yeah or like one not the same time because that'd be an, but throughout the an couple weeks break, but it was like or a it, couple months i guess yeah we yeah. had like through like a month and a half we had like yeah six people out or whatever yeah we got really lucky with that man that yeah super lucky with that yeah i think it's honestly i've i mean i feel like it has to be like the mask dis- discipline honestly from yeah. spreading like i i haven't even gotten a cold this year actually i've gotten a cold this year <laughs> suck yeah i still kind of feel it and uh so i don't know where are we at now so black friday that freaking just insane absolutely insane. insane you know it was pretty cool is that you know we you know we'd been busy we've been busy as hell and we didn't really know how this was going to be you know all the uh you know kind of business magazines and websites for like oh all black friday cyber monday will be exclusively online 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 and uh yeah man it was it was it's pretty cool too because like across every industry just people were supporting american companies or anything else which is rad just really really buying as many as american-made products as they could which is yeah. cool did we we flew to chicago in november right to go you and i you and i yeah and chris uh yeah at the beginning at the very beginning before yeah. black friday or after oh no that was december man was it yeah that was december uh third or fourth oh you're right yeah 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 that was cool um yeah i mean what did we do out there we had a well we knew we had it so we had a we got a laser and all of a sudden we find the next other problems right yeah (laughs) more laser more problems more problems yeah so all of a sudden we realized like yeah we can't bend stuff fast enough yeah like you know we can cut for eight plus hours a day you know you can load a couple sheets before you leave even let it do its thing you Mm -hmm. know and you can cut five six eight hours after hours of just letting us jam on two different sheets and 
all of a sudden we were really backing up. I mean, like really, really backing up in bending. And, you know, we got a couple guys that are, you know, pretty proficient, but we got one main guy that bends and Tim bends all day. And, you know, if we could, we'd have Tim bend all night too, because we need it, you know? And, uh, so we got to the point where it's like, all right, we got to pull the trigger on another press. I just remembered actually, I was there for, I stayed late for like during the black Friday nights to <sighs> run the break times, and, and then man. load the, yeah. load the lens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you did that probably a couple weeks, I man. Think, I think I think it's only a couple, like three nights, something like that. I still feel bad about that. I, I live about an hour and twenty minutes or hour <laughs> and ten minutes away from the shop. Garrett Garrett unfortunately lives a little closer, yeah. so he gets to come in a little more than me. Yeah, I still feel bad about that, man. <laughs> yeah, we need to turn turn more misalignments down. We got behind, like, you know, just behind on the inventory count, like I was talking about before, and so we're just had to load the machines more, but yeah. whatever. No and you know, deal. during all the Black Friday and stuff, we kind of found that out, and it was you know when you see the whole team come together and everybody's going full throttle, I mean like every department is just killing it, just killing it. You start realizing like, all right, it's an equipment issue. Now we need more gear. Yeah. And so, yeah, went out there with Chris. Everyone's, everyone's at the red line. Yeah. 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 What do we do then? So, yeah. And then talking with, uh, Dan from, uh, uh landmark, landmark solutions, solutions, right? right? Uh, uh Chad. Chad or Chad, Chad. 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 Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, or oh, you mean Dan Feist? Dan, Dan, Feist. Feist. Dan Feist is like oh, a, he's by Strong, huh. he's by Strong, like regional sales manager or something like that. Chad, Chad is the is the reseller of the uh, of by Strong. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, Which sounds weird, but you just can't go buy a laser through the laser company. You got to yeah. use you know the proper channels. Yeah, distributor yeah. for California or West Coast or whatever. But yeah, they set us up to go out to uh, Chicago and pretty cool. Got to see some amazing gear. I mean, absolutely spectacular equipment. Yeah, so we're trying to remember what we saw there. So we we went there specifically just for they have the an X, XP forty and XP eighty uh, ones like a the uh, three foot bed or forty like forty inches or something like that. And then that one's like sixty six or yeah, like you know, a little six over feet. five. Yeah, I think it's six. I think it, I think it was six. Oh no, maybe it's seventy two or seventy four. So it's six feet. Is I remember it? that for sure? Gotcha. Yeah. So we're looking at both of those. Um, but the stuff they had out there was like just bad, just like so freaking cool. They had this one, obviously they have like bigger brakes too that are, you know, eight foot and I don't know how many tons, whatever. But, uh, you look through, be like behind the brake and there's like this giant robotic arm and there's tooling like stacked up inside the brake and this robotic arm picks up the tooling and changes it out for you. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And then the, uh, remember the big sorting arm is like the robot arm it was like nine feet tall when it was that one i think owns the brake that was the brake one gotcha that that one that one's actually uh instead of changing the tooling that one goes in front of the press brake and replaces the operator brings stuff from pallet to pallet yeah unbelievable that one actually puts the material through the brake so you can actually have a robot chain tooling and a robot running the brake if you wanted to the sorter i think you're thinking of there's like two like two robotic like arms i'm trying to like think of something it looks like a what's that game where you go to like a uh, it's at the claw, you know, like from oh, Toy yeah, Story. Yeah. It looks like two of those, but with like suction cup arms that so they come down. Well, it's not arms, cables, yeah. but it's like yeah, little T Rex things that come down, and they so your laser uh, cuts all the parts out, it puts it on the bed, uh, um, and then this thing actually uh, unloads each component for you and palletizes it for you. Yeah. So instead of having a person do that, like it's just 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 this giant cool. It's unbelievable what these things do, man. I mean. Yeah. And then even the software to run it, like there's just a button that fixes your problems. If it's like, if the robot arm is hitting things, you hit a button and it fixes it. Like it's like the easy button. So yeah, we're looking at for the break that we got, we got the XP 40, which is the small one. Cause most of our parts we run like, I mean, obviously you guys know they're all offered parts are small. We do a couple of like long components, like the XJ, like a chassis reinforcements yeah, or a that are like, or something like that. five feet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The bumpers are even like less than three feet, yeah. you know? So, uh, but the, uh, so on these little brakes that we got, they have another robotic arm that actually can, you know, it's a mini one that, that can bend, bend the products for you. And they have little attachments there. And like what Zach's talking about, the programming is so, so sick Dummy and so easy. Like it, it literally, it's like, it's like a video game where it's like three camera angles of this robot arm and you put your component, like you, you tell it, you know, tell it you have a components in there and it, it sees the component. 
like it's a 3D, like a you give it a finished model. You know, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. even have to tell it you want a 90 here and a 45 bend here. You know, it's literally just a finished 3D model. Yeah, you program the bend ahead of time, like if like a, if like a person were to do it, and then now you tell now you have to tell the robot like how to pick it up. And the way that you do that is like you you have your parts all stacked in there uh, virtually, like through in in the program, and then the robot gets close to the part and you manually move it over like you just click and drag it like it's a robot arm right and then you put it close and it goes yep done that's programmed and then it goes to the next step which is like aligning it and then it has to flip it sometimes it grab it a different way and then it, and then it bends it and each each move you can you just stop at the uh, it brings it to that location and then you just, you just move the arm how you want it or close yeah. to the component and it just figures it out and what Zach was saying is like a lot of times the elbow or, or a component of the robotic arm is like is interfering with a with a piece of the structure inside and it tells you it's like hey here's an here's an alarm and there's just like the, oh you can just click and drag it and move it out of the way or you hit this button and it just fixes everything amazing <laughs> so, yeah that was like the coolest so thing it's so cool yeah and then i asked i was asking the question like why so why don't you just push the the fix everything button all the time and he's like, well, sometimes, sometimes you, it's, it's, it's not looking for the fastest way. It's just looking for the, the safest no, way. Essentially. Yeah. No interference. And so you can, uh, if it, if it's like an extra second, uh, program, you can program out of it. Then and you got 10,000 parts. It's 10,000 seconds. That's so you can, quick, yeah. Yeah. Get more stuff done. So that was freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did they have there? They had, I mean, they had like a whole system. They had like, um, didn't they have, oh, they had a giant pallet system for like, uh, meaning like, um, it was like a, a storage area for raw material. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was, was like twenty five awesome. feet tall and and fifty feet long, and I don't even know how many like like pallets were in there, but it automatically like loads into the. It's a tower full of those components, and that loads into the parts loader for the lasers. And they actually had one big tower and then two a laser on each side. So it was they had two lasers running on on one tower. It was unbelievable what this thing could do, man. I mean it could yeah. run a week by itself just jamming. It's a pretty small footprint actually too. Yeah, like not the bad. way they the way that footprint was, it was like I don't know what would you say like uh, it was like half of a half of our bigger shop like like so our shop the the shop that the lasers in now is 7500 square feet they probably had it in half that yeah with room for forklift and everything you know where yeah. you could get and actually use it it was a with a press break too over there yeah I think. yeah and that was that full auto suite where it was doing everything you could think mm-hmm. of you know and yeah they had all kinds of cool stuff some clues robotic welders a bunch of other kind oh, yeah, of that was different cool. partnered brands and stuff but it's pretty sweet man that was con- remember when we went inside the robotic cell and like there's a robot arm sitting by your head and you're like is this thing gonna like rip my freaking arms yeah, off the guy just literally <laughs> says as long as you don't hit the button no yeah. <laughs> like, okay yeah as long as that door's open yeah pretty nice dude drove six hours just to show us something for about 20 minutes and then took off pretty nice guy yeah impressive cool uh but yeah excellent experience over there and uh yeah got a killer dinner out of it you know got to go yeah yeah, it was tremendous and then uh got to see some pretty next level gear and that was a that's uh you know now we got that sucker sitting in there and what is it friday tomorrow getting some hardcore training on there yeah oh yeah some, so they, uh, did, they like they i don't know what the date is today it's like the february 4th they just got it installed uh a couple like a day ago the tech yeah the tech was out there you yeah. know doing the final wrap-up and whatnot so today i think right is like the uh yeah they have like a like a, a master tech you said or something coming out is i think right? so yeah and he does some like more involved training and then on monday and tuesday of next week we're they're actually we got lucky enough instead of flying the guys back at the chicago to do operator training in-house they said hey can you guys host training at your facility we said yeah heck yeah we'd love to so they're just sending you know four people out to our facility to co-train on our machine which is great for us because the guys can go sleep in their own bed and exactly yeah work the rest of their time instead of missing two days you Mm -hmm. know for one you know, six hour session of training or eight hour session session of training. Totally. But so, yeah, pretty excited about that, man. And you know, we got those bar feeders running now and they are killing it. 12 footer is uh going pretty hard today. And we've it, had the, uh, the smaller Haas unit running for about two weeks now. Yeah. And it's a uh, smooth man. Yeah. The Haas one was like, just, it was cause it, we Almost put on a Haas blade. So it was like they integrate flawlessly yeah. right same length like just took longer to line it up you know yeah 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 the uh edge one since it's a different brand and, and we and they actually the, the we put that on an st20 
lathe that was uh we bought it in 2016 but it's a 2015 model so there's just obviously every year they make advances te- technologically so they had to do a little bit more time on the uh, training and a little bit more time on the um connection but after that it's just straightforward you know easy peasy yeah just there now i have to just spend the time and, and program it and put in some safety uh protocols and stuff so we can run it later later yeah. tonight and stuff even more of a complete runtime and yeah it's cool and our biggest problem now is like just figuring out how to build a bigger parts catcher i mean that's <laughs> yeah. rad when our biggest problem is we can make more than what we can catch yeah that you know funny. that's pretty cool totally but we got some clever dudes and uh yeah they're working on some cool ideas and then you know Pretty much since all that gear's been going, it's just been full throttle production mode, making yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've been trying to get essentially like geared up production wise, like Zach's saying. And then now we've been talking, like we have all this equipment. And obviously, with like when the, when new things come in, like that, it's just everything's been disturbed or, or, you know, we're having like little new issues pop up. So we get to solve a lot of stuff. So we're, yeah. we're talking about trying to like let the dust settle, meaning like we're, we're going to now. Uh, pick up all the little components and, and figure out like how to make everything work together well. You know, now we have more production in our facility, which creates communication problems. Cause how do we order that stuff? Going on. Yeah. How do we tell the guys the stuff's completed? How do we get her over there? There's just a lot of little logistics that ha- happen. And so, yeah, it's definitely not, you know, by the big laser. Yeah. Live life. Good. Just you do know? it. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of, uh, there's people involved. Yeah. So it takes, it takes, communication and hard work and if it obviously if we, like you and i just bought a laser we could just go hey man this stuff's done it's yeah. done so here let's let's move so it over here cots yeah. right out in front of it and be there all day yeah. all night yeah so we got you know multiple departments relying on stuff we got customers asking questions and that communication yeah. that information needs to get to the customer and because it's a whole new supply train you yeah. know it's a whole new uh level of capability mm-hmm. and you know quantity on hand like we, we i mean we got a whole we before we got the laser we ended up getting a whole receiving warehouse because because the lead times were so long we had to yeah. order so much yeah and that i mean that's just expensive on its own now we're stocking more inventory and exactly and more another whole another warehouse and pallet racking and yeah so yeah pretty impressive new factory is looking pretty sweet yeah it's it's freaking cool it's it's crazy and what isn't like our um this is when's our anniversary coming up it's like a 15 year right was the fourth? Is it today? I forget. I think it might be today. I think it might be too. <laughs> I think today is the fifteenth anniversary. Actually, <laughs> that's today awesome. or tomorrow. I don't know, man. Yeah, I was just thinking about like the uh, uh, the old shop, and I'm supposed to be looking for photos of that for so we can post that stuff online for you guys just to see like the origins of at least when I started working for the company, like a year a year after it started. Yeah. And uh, I have some like old old photos of like the lift in there with like we had this old Ford Ranger and just like the the, oh, yeah. the whole shop was just packed full of crap and you know you're shimmying between aisles. I think it was know? like twelve hundred square feet is like when I moved in when we were in like Rancho. That's crazy, man. These offices aren't even that small. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, you know, we had that little closet up in Grass Valley yeah. that was, you know, smaller than this conference room <laughs> yeah. you know about half of that maybe maybe a little less than half that's awesome probably 60 square feet <laughs> yeah but yeah it's been a heck of a ride man 15 years later and uh yeah and some of our biggest growth years and uh biggest uh development years i'd say which is pretty cool yeah but even through all that you know being super busy and overwhelmed with like covid stuff and then even just you know new production capabilities we still were able to crank out some new parts which is pretty cool mm-hmm you know, we got some cool misalignment uh, and spacers for shocks or coilovers for fitting like a, a COM8 or COM10 bearing, um, which it might sound like super, well, super stupid, but it can honestly be really hard to get these pieces from a shock company. They are. Which is just, you know, if you lose one of them, you are actually screwed. Yeah. And you might, you know, realistically have to go pay somebody to make it at a local shop. Yeah. And so... uh it's nice to be able to have that capability to make these now in-house super easy and, you know, sell them at an affordable rate. And that's what it's all about, making things actually affordable. You know, we got some uh, new taller release spring perches, fit like Dana 60, 49-inch axles like that um, for a 2.5-inch wide leaf spring, which, you know, that's not too exciting. Then we got some, you know, new tie-down kind of brackets. Got a new one of those coming out in the next week too. Um, and yeah, kind of 
perfected some new stuff, you know, working with our, uh, our, uh, Haas VF4, adding a lot more diff covers to our capability and whatnot, as far as the easy, you know, click and go CNC machining. We didn't even talk about the VF4. We got that this year too. Dude, was that this year? Yeah. I thought that was last year. Oh, that was this year. Yeah. I think it showed up this year. Jeez, man. It was a busy year. So yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> talk about that real quick. So we bought like these, uh, bought like these really old CNC knee mills, which is just like a, it's like a big bridge port. Yeah. It's like a five or t- I don't know, eight horsepower, uh, mill CNC so you can program it, but it's just old school, you know, manual programming. I think you can't plug a computer in it, but like we had to like, I think I had to put like a, like a really old window, like windows version just to like, so it can communicate windows 95 or something. So it'd speak to it. Yeah. Something dumb like that. And so that was, I think it ended up like not even working. And so yeah. we just started manually programming stuff and there, and that was just to machine the diff covers flat. And we, and we wanted to add more processes in there as far as like deburring. Yeah. Cause once you machine the surface, it, it puts burrs on the inside and outside, which we had to manually deburr. So they, we wanted to program that in there and it was just, we were just having problems with them. And I think one of them even had like just component problems and yeah. it's like, okay, and they're old. Just, you know, yeah. the components are, you know, how do you find this stuff? Yeah. And we're just trying to be like, okay, how do we do this? Like, like a garage shop because we're still have that mindset of like yeah. this 1200 square foot or this closet garage up in grass Valley. Right. Yeah. Like how do we, and so we finally, we're like, just, just screw it. Let's get a freaking mill. And realize how dumb that decision was to yeah. buy two shitty old mills and instead of just buying a nice new ones. Yeah. Right roll. And really it's like, it was like hurting the customer, you know, like yeah. it's like we can't get the stuff to them fast enough and we're having issues with machining or, you know, it's causing stress within the company as far as production and all that. So just pull the trigger, get this thing, and it's like up and running in a month, and no problems at all. Killing and, it, yeah, and just multiple covers at once. Yeah, so it's just easy to program. Big ass know, mill, beautiful finish, mirror finish right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, single pass mirror finish is pretty pretty damn hard to get. Yeah, Very we're doing impressive. two covers at once, which is cool. Yeah, so and it is it so it does the counterboard process too, right? They or is it not doing uh, that? Yet? I believe some covers they are. Some covers are having issues with, but okay. you know, I haven't checked in on that in a while, so they might have it worked out. So the counterboards on the top, where like where we weld the cap to the ring, the weld will interfere with the hole, and so we have to clearance that out so, so a bolt can fit. Oh, you know, they have. I think all covers have been updated to that now. Yeah. Okay. So there's no manual operation on that anymore. And you know, before all of this stuff was done manually. Yeah, it does on, on every a single press thing. Or, a, or a or a like a manual mill. Yeah. Just like with a with like a counterboard bit, right? Yep. Just to yeah. Yeah, when we were over in, to Switzer, that was like one of my first jobs. Yeah. Just counterborn, and that's when we used to countersink, too, if anybody mm-hmm. remembers that from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had that It's been a while. Too, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. That was hard to do because the counter it had to be like perfectly aligned. Oh, and, yeah. It's yeah. brutal, man. Yeah, the uh, yeah that was a lot of freaking extra work. Yeah, it was, man, for $5 upcharge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like $5 countersunk bolts. Yeah. It only takes 20 minutes. Yeah. And then bits would go bad. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. No, yeah. So that's cool. I totally spaced out about that machine. Cause yeah. It just yeah, went. that thing's been a lifesaver, man. And it's been able to take a dude that, you know, had basic mill knowledge and allowed him to learn a lot more, you know, and kind of get the next level of machining, which is cool we're still doing i think we're still doing the axle housings on the manual um but the goal since we've been like adding so much like so much machinery and so much um like more so many more tasks to like our guys that program they can only do so much and they can only do like what's a priority right and the covers are a priority all the lasers are priority obviously uh the new press bricks are priority the 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 bar feeds are a priority. So that's why I mean by like when the dust settles, like there's all these little tiny things that we need to focus on and start filling Play out, catch up, like know? catch up. And, and that's one of them is like, Hey, it'd be, I mean, we should obviously get the axle housings on that mill. It'd be yeah, sweet. It'd be, it'd, be better. it'd be a really great finish. We could, we could I mean, crank them out even faster. Yeah. Faster. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Cause we, we drill the holes after they're welded on that. Um, so that way they're perfect. So, the, so when we're welding, it doesn't warp, warp everything around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about new products and stuff. I mean, that was covers. Uh, did we do the sliders this year? Did the sliders this year? Too, yeah, that right? was this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, uh, I think, kind of more towards the beginning of the year. I think we've kind of like talked about that. had some cool that. new apparel and whatnot. And uh, yeah, American ones are pretty cool. sweet. Able to find a company uh, that makes all their apparel in the United States. Working with them is awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just switching over uh, a bunch of old designs into new, more modern looking up, updated designs, which you know everybody likes that. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, you know, some new U-bolt stuff with some bump stop mounts. It's pretty sweet. Just, uh, 
you know, not as many products we normally put out, but you know, we're definitely kind of held up in other places, but 2021, man, we got a lot of, got a lot of stuff that's coming out soon, you know, coming out any day now. And I think now we're kind of getting to the point where we can really get back into new stuff, which is sweet. Yeah. That's uh, you know, what yeah. we needed to be doing. Yeah. Once we can get like, like, like Zach was saying earlier, like uh, Caleb and Wyatt are, are the R and D guys. Right. But they're also like programming all the machinery for us. Yeah. Uh, which is, they are busy. Yeah. So they're super busy with that. And which means, you know, product development lacks. Um, but we're, we're, the nice thing is like, they know how to like, they know best practices now and they're, they're going to be, you know, they're training people to come in and, and do, and do some of that work for them. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, they'll be freed up here shortly, you know, and they'll start cranking a lot more stuff, but yeah, 2020 weird year, a lot of weird (laughs) stuff. What a weird, weird stuff. Yeah. And we appreciate like everyone that like has obviously been like buying from us and it's, uh, yeah, it's the support means everything. Yeah, it does. And, you know, continuing to support American, uh, manufacturing any way you can is definitely what you should be doing these yeah. days. You know, in any aspect you can, you should invest in America. Yep. And that's, that's what we're doing and we're going to keep doing that and, and, uh, and keep pushing that route. It's yep. just going to take a little bit more time to, to get everything, but we're uh we're on the way yeah we're on the path yes yeah so well thank you all uh for listening to a another random hour of banter and whatever yeah man that's cool oh yeah i guess that's it i guess that's all it is right (laughs) all right well yeah you know if you're uh, interested in making your four-wheel drive vehicle wheel better or you know put it back together after koh or whatever your uh, shenanigans were this year uh give us a call 916-600-1945 or check us out roughstuffspecialties.com we got all the social media shit we got everything you want to see us on so go check it out hell yeah yeah if you guys have any um like podcast guests that you want us to have on um you can social media hit us up on like instagram the guys are always responding there or uh, you can actually email podcast at roughstuffspecialties.com yeah and uh send us your questions you yeah know, questions it's and- uh you know we've done some q a in the past and it's cool because there's a lot of uh it's a it's an interesting job you know and it's uh we're very lucky to work in our industry we're very fortunate to get to do what we can do here and uh yeah there's a lot of neat stuff that goes on day to day so send us your uh emails you know email us your questions and we'll uh, we'll answer them Yep. Right on. Right. Thank you guys. Bye.